It's a simple recipe, but it would mean so much to me. Turn on the gas and make me feel fine. All I want to say is, just give me some hot pizza. to another episode of Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Siddall. Now, this is the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial advisors heard on radio and in podcasts all around the country every week. I'm bringing it all to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less, plenty to talk about this week. We'll hear from senior wealth strategist at Capital Financial, Marty Hensley. It's a case study that you don't want to miss. Good stuff there. Eric Carney reacts to J.P. Morgan Chase's CEO, his thoughts on the economy. Joe Murphy tackles some things that show you might not be able to retire in the vein of Jeff Foxworthy. And Gary Nolan has time travel in mind. He's going to take us back to 1995. All of that just ahead. But first, what a week. That was the week that was. It's over. Let it go. That was the week that was. It started way The market is ending the week down. Now, as of Thursday, the S&P fell 1.4%, the Dow down 1.3%, and the NASDAQ down 1.8%. All of this after a couple of days of a pretty good-looking market. However, strong economic data has increased concerns that the Federal Reserve's tightening campaign is far from over. We'll see what happens at next month's Fed meeting. And another sign that the Fed isn't done doing what they do is that the producer prices rebounded in January by more than expected. That fuels the speculation on higher rates. New U.S. home construction retreated for a fifth month in January to the lowest level since June of 2020 as mortgage rates continue to keep a lid on housing demand. And U.S. household debt soared by the biggest amount in two decades in the fourth quarter, with younger borrowers in particular struggling to make loan payments amid high inflation and interest rates. People in their 20s and 30s also leading among borrowers having trouble meeting their auto loan payments. Tesla recalling nearly 362,000 vehicles. It has to do with the full self-driving beta feature. Company came under pressure by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. They said the cars could violate some traffic laws. CEO Elon Musk tweeted, The word recall for an over-the-air software update is anachronistic and just flat wrong. Recalls typically require car owners to take their vehicles to a mechanic to have the fix made. Tesla, they update the vehicle software remotely. And finally, I have to mention the passing of Raquel Welch this week. She was 82. Now, if you grew up in the 60s and 70s, as I did, she was someone most of us turned to. I mean, I loved that movie poster for one million years B.C. Remember that? They were in the fur bikini. Yeah, that etched in my head for a long time. And as we got older, she kept getting better. She was very funny, too. She had roles in the 2001 film Legally Blonde. She had a great role in an episode of Seinfeld where Elaine made fun of her because she didn't move her arms when she walked. Much of her best work, hard to find today, though. Of course, the Seinfeld episode is available on Netflix and other places. And you can buy One Million Years B.C. via Amazon. 
All right, let's get this pizza cooking. And for that, we turn to Financial Safari. That's where we find senior wealth strategist for Capital Financial, filling in for Coach Pete DeRuta. Now, in this clip, Marty is talking with producer Thomas Lipscomb about a case study with a pretty sweet outcome. This is a situation, and you know, because I've been doing this a long, long time, you know, this is typically a situation where we talk about four hundred fifty thousand dollars in this "quote unquote" protected account, mm -hmm. where the the principal is insured and protected. Typically, this gentleman would probably have about eight hundred thousand dollars in assets. Right? Okay. So we use we use the old Dave Ramsey model, the age of one hundred. We take one hundred minus your age. And that's the maximum amount that we feel that you should have at risk. So, you know, that was one of the first things I learned here on the uh, show with Coach Pete was uh, you have different rules and the rule of 100, yeah. very well-known so rule. So just sitting here because we, you know, randomly picked this out, just spitballing it real quick. I'm just yeah. top of my head. I'm going <laughs> to say, you know, he probably has around roughly $800,000 in assets. So sure, sure. we'd want to have roughly about 450000 protected. So okay. that, that makes a lot of sense. So yeah. in this case, let's just say we've got a gentleman, he's 60 years old. Just for the sake of it, we'll say he's single, 60 years old, and he has about $800,000 in assets, and we decided to protect about $450,000. He's going to retire at 65. Yeah. So you now what I'm going to do is, and one thing we have to do, we have to kind of start worst-case scenario and work our way up, Thomas. You're right? <laughs> of so one of, one of the things, requirements that we have is we have to kind of paint the worst-case scenario up front. So yeah. uh, I'm going to give an example here just where somebody has a absolutely zero return, where basically the market does nothing or it goes down for 15, 20 straight years and, now. And if this happens, so so you're talking the market being zero right. or negative for 15 or 20 years, we can imagine the state of the world if that were actually well, You know, I, I always make this joke when I talk to some of our listeners and existing clients, you know, it's like if the if the stock market goes down or just stays flat for 15 straight years, do we have a stock market or are we in a different, Is, <laughs> are, are we in a different world at that point? You I, know, I so. agree 100%. But again, worst case scenario, let's see what it is. Exactly. So now, now given this is a product, these these companies that we deal with, they've gotten very, very competitive over the last couple of years. So this is a product that is that is offering a client an upfront incentive, you know, to earn their business. So I have to disclose that. But here's four hundred fifty thousand dollars at sixty years old. At, at age sixty five, that generates him a little over thirty thousand dollars in income. Thirty thousand one hundred forty seven dollars. That's great. So he's he's getting that income on a monthly basis. So we're going to take this gentleman all the way up to age ninety five. Now, granted, listeners, this is with a zero return of the market. So this is really kind of a, a really worst case scenario here. But, you know, from that $450,000, he has cumulative withdrawals at age 95. He has taken out just shy of 410,000. So it's a little bit less than his 450. Right. But he has in a, a death benefit, a little just shy of $136,000. Okay. So this is a zero return, zero return for the market going down for 15, 20 straight years. And he's gotten, you know, just shy of his money back, but he still has $136,000 left for his heirs. Now, we've gone through the worst case scenario. Let's go uh, maybe through an average uh, average return season. Yeah. Obviously, you know, if you look back at uh, 19 and uh, 2020, the S&P and everything was going nuts. But if right. we look at average, what what is it again? Around 7% or so yeah, is the exactly. S&P? We, we, we tell folks, you know, that, that, you know, I think since the Great Depression, the market's had a return of somewhere around 9.5%. I think the 10-year return something over 12. These are just... Numbers off the top of my head. Don't, right, don't right. quote me on this. But, you know, in, in, a, in a situation like this, kind of using real-world situation where someone came in and said, you know, Marty, what what is something that, that would make, you know, 
let's let's assume it's not gloom and doom. It's not doomsday here, you know. So right. here's four hundred fifty thousand dollars at age sixty. He's gonna he's gonna start withdrawing income at sixty five. Okay. So you know, kind of real world going back, you know, when we go back historically and look at the returns, his income actually would jump up to over forty nine thousand dollars, forty nine thousand two hundred thirteen bucks. So that, okay. that's pretty good off of a four hundred fifty thousand dollar investment. So. Well, yeah, well, I mean, it destroys the the three percent rule, four percent rule, yeah. whatever you may be looking. Yeah, at. Exa- exactly. So we're taking the same scenario out here for this gentleman at age ninety five, and this is where this is using kind of real world historical. We have to say a hypothetical illustration because we can't guarantee future returns. Of and we course, have to, you know, we certainly have to acknowledge that. But if we go out to age ninety five, and we look at his cumulative withdrawals from that four hundred fifty thousand dollars back when he was sixty. Now, granted, he's ninety five years old at this point. So he has put in his pocket from a $450,000 investment, $4,473,677, Thomas. Mm, that's is incredible. That not, is that not incredible? That's incredible. But, you know, here's, here's always the sugar on top of the pie here. The death benefit at that point, the amount, we always believe that there should be a legacy for your heirs, you know, if, if something, God forbid, were to happen, which ultimately will. But uh, the death benefit at that point is $5,303,439. That's off of a $450,000 Off of investment. a $450,000. That's what's incredible to me. Off of a $450,000 investment, you get that. And then we have to look again, because we don't want to compare this to the big wide world of investments out there. This is a safe, guaranteed product. Right. So if you look at the comparisons to that, this is incredible. I, I don't know what out there could 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 touch something like this. Uh, imagine four hundred fifty thousand dollars invested when you're sixty. You're age ninety five. You have gone from age sixty to ninety five mm-hmm. with the peace of mind knowing that that principal was never at risk. Your home isn't at risk of being lost. Exactly. Your and food is not going to degrade in quality. You're going to drive the car you want. That's a great point, Thomas. But I, I've got four hundred fifty thousand dollars. I have gone from age sixty to ninety-five. I've never had a penny of that money at risk. Mm-hmm. I've got just shy of four point five million dollars in my pocket, and I'm leaving over five point three million left to my heirs. Yeah. How is that not attractive in this world? I love that. Well, and even uh, thinking about the fact that you don't necessarily have to sit and be tuned into CNBC or whatever it is all day, you can go play a little golf, go to the beach, not worry about what's going on. Exactly. Our, yeah. our belief, and I know you know this is this is very high-level stuff. Obviously, we talk about all the time that each of our plans, we want those customized, individualized, you know, to the individual client. But yeah. at Capital Financial, we have a very, very firm belief, and you've heard about it for years from Coach Pete. Our belief is some portion of someone's retirement savings should be in a place that's 100% protected against loss. That's right. What are some ancillary advantages to that? One, I can take a little bit more risk with my money that's in the market because I have the peace of mind that that's protected. Mm-hmm. You know, hypothetically, one could look at it. You know, you could go by the four percent rule, where you know if you have 100% of your money in the market, typically the golden rule is I can take out four percent. Sure. Well, that's assuming 100% of the money is at risk. That's right. So, using our philosophy of some protected and insured, and some that's guaranteed, where we, you know the money that's guaranteed, and we use some that's that's in the market. If we have a balance of those two, you know, we could really make the argument where we could increase that four percent to maybe five or six percent, where it still makes sense for the client. So, you know, there's there's a lot of advantages to having beyond the peace of mind, having that, you know, hey, I know that I have that peace of mind that I've got that money protected, but that gives me the ability to take a little bit more risk on the money that's in the market and potentially it depends on the client potentially increase the amount of income that I'm taking out monthly, which is always a big deal. I don't know about you, but I like the idea of more income versus less. I don't know. What are your thoughts uh, there? I, I absolutely <laughs> do as well. And, and I love the the just um, 
I love the conversation of making wise decisions with your money because I think it can be very easy to be distracted and go down the Reddit group list and trying to find the next hot stock or looking at the crypto and wondering, or maybe, oh, no, no, it's not going to be crypto. I'm smart. I'm going to do real estate. And, and all of a sudden, you're in a REIT, which, yeah, which coat trails against. I, I love that this is a, a way that it's wise, but it's also custom. Exactly. And, and Financial Safari is heard on radio stations around the country. It originates in Raleigh, North Carolina. Find the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get yours. To learn more about Coach Pete, just visit PeteOnDemand.com. Visit CapitalFinancialUSA.com to learn more about how they can help you. Pizza! On we go to Southwest Florida, where we check in with Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza. Eric first reacts to one financial pundit's view of the economy today. You can People hear people are, are reacting to the situation, and uh, I thought this was interesting. Jamie Dimon, we've heard from him before, and I know you know who that is. Uh, CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase uh, has some thoughts on the state of our economy and uh, what that really means, and uh, he's got some thoughts. But both in April, October, and today, I'll tell you the things that you. There are these things out there which are very uncertain, and when I look at uncertainty, there's always uncertainty. Every day of every life is uncertainty, but it's heightened. And it's heightened because of Russia, Ukraine, oil, uh, energy, food, uh, quantitative tightening. You know, is it going to be enough to raise rates to 5%? And this is having a huge effect on smaller countries, poor nations, uh, those who are reliant on importing oil and gas. And I think those uncertainties may very well mitigate and will end up with that kind of Goldilocks mild recession, but they may not. So I, I'm still yeah. in the cautious side of this one. Okay, good. He's on the cautious side. So it could be really good or not. These guys always hedge everything, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Hedge, hedge, hedge. Yeah, I mean, exactly. This is what we do. We're hedgehogs. It's like when you ask somebody a question, they're like, uh, you know. I mean, it could. Yeah. yeah. But it could not, right? I mean, it, it could happen. It could happen. And, and that's all they do. I mean, this that's why all the, the news is a bunch of crap when you really watch it. I mean, it really is. It's like, you know, one guy says black, the other one says white. And that's what they want to do is they want to pit each other against each other. And Jamie Dimon, I mean, come on, the guy's a genius. You know, he's a, a successful CEO, has been a successful CEO for a long time. I mean, he's no dummy, but, you know, last year he's like, there's this massive financial hurricane coming down the pike. And then it really didn't happen. I mean, last year was a bad year. Was it an absolutely horrific year? Not really. I mean, you know, it, it, like like I said, I've said this many times, and Joseph is sick and tired of me saying this, but it's true. Last year was not unpredictable. I mean, and I'm going to say that again and again and again. If you if you really thought that interest rates at some point weren't going to start going back up, then you shouldn't even be in the financial industry. And so, you know, last year was crippling for a lot of people, but they also didn't get out of harm's way. So last year was a bad year, but it shouldn't have been a horrific year. Um, so was it an absolutely financial hurricane? No. And when you take a look at the S&P 500 already year to date, you can see if you're, if you're strategically positioned, you're not in such a bad position after all. Mm -mm. You know, and, and the thing is, is that you know, interestingly enough, we went out to a conference last week in Las Vegas, and, you know, the, the thing was is that as analytic as you are as an investment advisor and you put together strategies, what you're up against is emotions. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you, you can give people all of the data, uh, the analytics, um, the, the strategies, the plan, whatever it may be, 
but the emotions take over. And that's the part that people don't think about. And so we get so emotional over our, 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 our money. And, you know, I taught these classes, which we're teaching again at FGCU soon. And I taught these classes for about 12 years. And in that time frame, there was a lot of uh, things that I was doing. Like I would ask specific questions to every single class. And I would actually pass out four questions to these people. And it would be like, hey, you know, what would be a satisfactory rate of return for you? And typically people would write, I'd be thrilled with four or 5%. Okay. Now I'm not going to give out figures over the radio, blah, blah, blah. But I'll tell you one thing. We sat down with a client a few months ago and I said, oh, this is going to be an easy meeting. Look at his three and five year rate of return blew away way past what was put in his financial plan, blew away way past his expectations. So when I sit down, I'm like, here's your rate of return. He's like, eh, okay. And I'm like, what? Like, like the past four and five years, we've been so equity driven, we've been alpha driven, and we've stayed away from interest rate sensitive investments. We were giving the portfolio height when we needed it, when the sun shines, make hay. And so we did, we, you know, I, I think that the portfolio was phenomenal, but you know, the client looks at it and, oh yeah, but okay, that that's great. But what about Russia and Ukraine? What about interest rates? What about inflation? And it's like, blah, blah, blah. It's like negative Nelly all the way through. Who cares? Who cares about all this stuff? Care about your personal financial situation. That's the only one I care about. I can't control what happens around the world, but I can control somewhat with my clients' accounts. That's what we're doing. I don't care about anyone else's personal economy. I care about yours. And that's what people have to really realize is that if you go through a recession or a slowing economy or whatever happens in the world, are you still going to be okay financially? That's what it really comes down to. So be excited about this. And this is the one thing where, you know, like as we get older, I don't know what it is, but we get very defensive and we also get very negative. I'm not going to live my life like that. I'm going to live my life very positively and erase the toxicity in my life. And that's what people have to realize with their portfolios. What is going good here? What is the good direction of my portfolio? What is the good direction of my financial plan? And, and again, there's a lot of people out there, and I've said this before, the financial industry, I mean, I, I'm disgusted by it too. There's a lot of stuff that has happened in the past three to five years that has not been good for a lot of investors but it is up to you to make that change. Financial Safari is heard on radio stations around the country. It originates in Raleigh, North Carolina. Find the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get yours. To learn more about Coach Pete, just visit PeteOnDemand.com. Visit CapitalFinancialUSA.com to learn more about how they can help you. On we go to Southwest Florida, where we check in with Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza. Eric first reacts to one financial pundit's view of the economy today. You can hear Eric's show, WealthWorks Radio, on News Radio 1580 WCCF in Punta Gorda, Florida, or on the iHeartRadio app anywhere. You can visit Eric's website. It is ericcarneyadvisor.com. That's E-R-I-C-K-E-A-R-N-E-Y advisor.com. And you will find him in Cape Coral, Florida at Retirement Wealth. You can also find him on TV, both Saturdays and Sundays. Check your local listings for times and channels. You can give him a call right here, 800-662-6808. Pizza! 
Ah, get strapped in. We've got the flux capacitor ready to go, ready to take us back to 1995. Here's Gary Nolan. Through the years, let's take a trip back in time. Back in time. The year is 1995. The Alfred P. Murrah Federal Building in downtown Oklahoma City was the subject of a domestic terrorist bomb attack on April 19th, killing 168, injuring more than 680. Timothy McVeigh was arrested within 90 minutes of the explosion. He is found guilty and sentenced to death. His accomplice, Terry Nichols, is found guilty of 161 counts of first-degree murder, and he gets life without the possibility of parole. It hurts deep down as to why someone would do something of this magnitude. Steve Forsett becomes the first person to make a solo balloon flight across the Pacific Ocean in a hot air balloon. He took off from South Korea and landed in Saskatchewan, Canada. There's a very dicey, uh, high-pressure, low center before I approach uh, South America. Right now, we plan to go to the north of it and really just kind of circle around it, see whether I can avoid thunderstorms on that one. The Space Shuttle Atlantis launches on June 27th. The mission was to dock the Space Shuttle Atlantis with the Russian Mir space station for the first time. Mechanical systems officer reports contact and a confirmed uh, capture by the docking mechanism. And Chile, we're with you on the flight tech now. Congratulations to all of you on just a fine rendezvous. eBay starts out as Auction Web, the online auction and shopping website. The first item Auction Web sold was actually a broken laser pointer that was less than 15 bucks. The site quickly became a huge hit. Yearly inflation that year was under 3%. The Dow closed the year at 51.17. Year-end interest rates were 8.5%. The cost of your new home, about 113000 You made about 36000 a year. Your rent was five fifty. dollars The cost of gas was $1.09. Big movies in 1995 were Toy Story, which became the first wholly computer-generated film. Apollo 13 and Batman Forever. Just plain curtains. <laughs> Aren't you forgetting something, Harvey? Your coin. You're always of two minds about everything. Yes, of course you're right, Bruce. Emotion's always the enemy of true justice. Thank you. You've always been a good friend. So, let's not be two-faced and get back to the present. We've now arrived back in the present. Hope you enjoyed the trip. Here's to a smooth ride into retirement. Hey, thanks, Gary, for that guided tour of 1995. One more clip and this pizza will be complete. And for that, we turn to Joe Murphy in Valpo, Indiana. Now, in this clip, we're giving a nod to Jeff Foxworthy. And you might be a redneck, except for us, we're calling it... You might not be able to retire if... You're looking for a quick fix in retirement. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, here, here's one of the things that people fall into is the get rich quick. Um, oh, gosh, penny yeah. stocks. Oh, Bitcoin. Penny stocks are the number one question that I get is, do you think I should invest in this? In 9.99 times out of 10, I'm going to say no. There is too much risk. These don't operate like normal equity positions. Um, just remember, if you look up some of these companies that I've researched for clients that say, hey, this is going to be the next big thing, 
it, it's it's amazing. The home office, we're looking at balance sheets. I want to see cash flow. You know, I want to see what these companies are bringing in. Usually they're bringing in nothing and they're highly manipulated, which means that you might hear or see something on, you know, one of the one of the pundits that says this is the next big thing. Well, guess what? They've already loaded all their positions and now they're attracting the general public into it. And so the fervor starts and may go up 10 or 15% and you're so excited. And guess what? They might run it up maybe 30, 40%. You're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to be rich. And then they pull the rug out and they start selling these huge blocks. And before a retail investor can even react, they've dropped it down far below from when you purchased it. That is the risk of these penny stocks. It's like the wild west. Be very, very careful if you are dealing with micro caps or someone tells you this is the next greatest thing. You want to see the balance sheet. You want to see the cash flow. You want to make sure they have a legitimate home office. I looked up one company and it was a little shack off the side of the road was their headquarters. Oh it gosh. wasn't even labeled. These are the kind of things that you can just damage all your savings by trying to take a shortcut and get rich quick. It does happen. There's some there's some people out there that are really good at reading the technicals or getting in front of the wave of these penny stocks, but most retail investors aren't in that boat. Proceed with extreme caution if someone recommends that you buy a micro cap or a small cap that doesn't have a balance sheet backing those numbers. We're talking about ways that uh, you know you might not be able to retire if uh, you're spending without a plan. I mean, we mm -hmm. that's just common sense. Yeah, yeah, and and we do see this. Look, the you know obviously, people got really used to, especially during the expansive policy. You know, we were talking about quantitative easing and the expansive mm -hmm. expansive policy. You know, during the stimulus and everything, people had extra cash in their pocket and they were spending, you know, on whatever they wanted, you know, maybe they couldn't afford something, but they got the $1,700 in and they just went out and spend it. You want to have a budget, especially in retirement. Cause remember you're not bringing in that paycheck. You don't have those earn that earning power that you did in your working years. You want to have a budget and a spending plan to make sure that you know what your life costs you and you're not going overboard and putting that excess on credit cards. Like the large majority of Americans are right now. Don't fall into that trap. Those credit card balances are, are compiling over a 20% interest rate on it. That's like loan shark rates, guys. Make sure that you're spending within your means. And if you're not sure what your means are, that means you need a retirement plan with a budget. With a budget, that's that's key. And uh, so one of the other things that could prevent you from retiring when you want to is um, you're not paying off debt quick enough. Yes, debt debt is a is a biggie right now, and we're seeing Americans big time in debt. I think it was over sixty, almost sixty five percent of us making six figures are living paycheck to paycheck. And what that is when it boils down to it, Steve, it's overspending. But you've compiled all this debt. You know, maybe you have five or ten years to retire. What should you pay? What should you not? You know, getting some of the high interest debt that you can't escape from, there's no way to do it. You want to start paying down that double digit interest rate. You want to have a plan though to figure out what debt to attack. What's good debt? Is there good debt? There is. You know, a low interest mortgage, that would be good debt because the money is costing you so cheap. That's the kind of debt that you want. But if you have high interest medical debt, credit card debt, you want to have a plan of attack to get that behind you. You don't want to go into retirement with that because it can it can cause a huge hazard going forward because that interest will keep accruing and it'll become insurmountable. It'll become 
an area of stress for you, for your spouse, for your family. You want to make sure that you have a plan. Again, that's what we do here. We want to make sure that our clients are clean going into retirement without that burden, that big, huge backpack with the debt labeled right on the back of it. Well, I certainly don't want that backpack. You can hear Wealth Health Radio with Joe Saturdays and Sundays at noon on AM 560 WIND in Chicago. Find the podcast version of the show at the website mwmfinancial.tax or get it wherever you get your podcasts. Well, there you have it. Episode 182 of Financial Pizza is complete, nicely done, ready for that digital delivery. Financial Pizza features clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs and podcasts heard around the country every week. We bring it to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. If you'd like Financial Pizza delivered to you every week, just subscribe to it. We'll put it in your podcast collection automatically. Find it on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or anywhere you get a podcast. And as long as you're subscribing, be sure to rate and share the podcast. Remember, you can reach any of the advisors featured here by calling 800-662-6808 or text PIZZA to 600-700. We've also got links to all the advisors listed with the show notes in this podcast. You can reach me by email, steve at financialpizza.com. I want to thank Gary Nolan and Chrissy Paradis for contributing content for this week's podcast. Financial Pizza is written and produced by me, Steve Siddall. It originates from the palatial state-of-the-art studios of broadcasting experts in Apex, Carolina. Thanks for listening, everybody. Really do appreciate it. We're going to be back again next week with another episode of Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Siddall. Pizza. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency.